episode of Outside the Rack is brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of the Gym Aware. In today's world of strength and conditioning, data collections become the utmost of importance, and that's exactly where Gym Aware separates itself from the competition. Because when we're sitting there and looking to collect data, what data are you actually collecting? And are the numbers you're looking at fitting into the exercises that you're utilizing? And even more so, are they going to answer the questions that you're looking for? Looking at different ways that you are moving the barbell through peak and mean, both velocity and power, is really what separates gym aware from the competition. Being able to understand what your ballistic exercises are doing separate to what your strength exercises are doing really allows you to program at a much more specific level for your athletes. So hop on over to kinetic.com.au to see what Evan and his team have in store for you today. Hey guys, this is Jay here from Gym Aware. Really hope you're enjoying Coach Mayer's podcast series so far. Here at Gym Aware, we've just released our brand new VBT product, Flex. Um, so I just want to give you a bit of insight into what it is and how it could help you as a coach or athlete. Flex uses brand new laser optic technology to measure barbell velocity, so like Gym Aware, it's highly accurate. The device connects straight to your iPhone or iPad. We've had an independent validation study to confirm that Flex is highly accurate. We have loads of awesome features already and our experience development team continues to work on software updates each and every day. Key performance metrics are available including both peak and mean velocity, peak and mean power, distance, bar position and bar path. If you guys want any more information on flex, velocity based training, just be sure to reach out, go to our website, check us out on socials as well. But for now we hope you enjoy the rest of Coach Kamea's podcast. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 88th episode of Outside the Rack, brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of Gym Aware. In this show, we're just going to try to dive a little deeper into the minds of top practitioners in the world of sport performance to learn a little bit more about who they actually are and how they got to where they are today. Today, we are joined by the Director of Basketball Performance at the University of Rhode Island, Vincent Williams. Vincent, man, thanks for being with us today, bud. Jerry, appreciate it, man. How's it going? Great, man. Great. I'm glad you're doing good. I'm glad we got another chance here to chop it up. It seems like every time we go to set up a podcast, it takes us two recordings because we just, <laughs> we're just talking here for a minute. But, you know, before we get too far into this, buddy, who is Vincent Williams? Oh, man. Vincent Williams is a husband. She is a dad. She is a lot of other things before he's a strength coach. Um, but the strip coach is what gets the recognition a lot of times. So <laughs> that's obviously why we're here. Uh, but yeah, I, I've always, I kind of gravitated towards this field to provide for my family. Um, I felt it was the best way to where um, I can enjoy what I'm doing and take care of my family at the same time. So my family's taken care of and, you know, I'm more, more times out, more times, then not, I'm going to stick it out. So I've, I've kind of made a niche for myself. So um, again, yeah, director of basketball performance um, here in Rhode Island. Um, just finished up my first season, not the first year, but just finished up my first season. Yeah, and just an interesting season to just kind of, I mean, it's not even like diving back into the pool of college basketball. It was like jumping in with a blindfold and like, doing a cannonball and seeing what you could, you know, what you would land in. Because this year was wild. 
no, it I I remember our last our last conversation and I was like, oh yeah, no, I you know, I've kind of experienced this in the G League before, you know, like I'm used to playing games and you know, just that in the thirds. I, I I felt pretty confident. And then it got to a point in the season, I was like, yo, what is going on? Like, <laughs> I was just like, this ain't nothing, nothing can prepare you for this. So, for sure. Yeah, man. But listen, I think that this next one is going to be good. I think the first question for me it will be fun because you're a guy who's been at the, the highest levels of college basketball, has worked in the G League and done some work with guys in the NBA, and now is in selfishly, I will say the most underrated league in college basketball with, you know, I was actually just talking with Roos yesterday and this will air the week after for like some of the most un like the most underrated strength conditioning coaches like around too. And you've got guys that have been at high levels that come to the A-10. So, you know, really another guy that's been there, done that, got the t-shirt. So I'm fired up to hear this. Please describe a learning situation that brought about an epiphany in your career. Yes, this <laughs> this one, this question I liked because it was outside of my career that I am that I'm in now. That kind of motivates me in my career, if that makes sense. Um, my senior high boy. Well, my the summer before my senior year of high school, I was fortunate enough I got a chance to internship to get an internship with the IRS. So I did the internship, um, completed it. Then as I was enrolling in my classes for my senior year of high school, I realized that I could go back to the internship and do a work study my second semester. So I was like, you mean to tell me I can get credit to graduate and get paid? at the same time. So I said, that's yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. But how on that internship, it was a desk job. Like we were filing, they gave me some project that I had to do. It was a desk job. And I absolutely hated it. I said, yo, I said this. And of course there you're surrounded by people. This is their career. Like this is what they get up every morning to do. And so it, it wasn't in, it was a learner situation. I wasn't in my career, but it was definitely an epiphany because at that moment I realized, I said, there's gonna be a moment where I have to choose to do something for the rest of my life, rest of my career. It has to be something that I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy. Um, so that, to answer your question, that would be it. You know, it's it, that, that internship, <laughs> it didn't really teach me anything where I was going in life, but it, it kind of steered me and gave me some motivation to find other things. And then through that, I kind of found this avenue. You know, obviously, you know, you grow older, it's like, okay, I know if it's a desktop, I can't do it. So what else, you know, is out there? And then that's when you really start to explore and really figure out things. And not just like on the surface, but like really, because like, especially, like this field, like this is if you really don't understand exactly what's going on, you really have to understand, you really gotta do some research exactly to figure out how to break in, how to be successful and things of that nature. So that's I always I 
when you when you ask me that question, I always stemmed it back. I was thinking about the internship. I said, you know what? That was the moment that's kind of motivated me to kind of get on, you know, get on the path and kind of really figure out what you want to do with the rest of your life. I think that that's probably something that's even more important, right? I think that, you know, the like the cliche, cheesy, typical strength coach answers, either I was someone who was like kind of a gym class hero slash try hard, but wasn't really good on the team. And like the weight room is where I kind of fell in love with things. Yeah. Or you got hurt and got put, or you're like me. And that's like the summary of how you got into it with both of them. But having that option of, of learning that kind of lack of a better term, like the real world isn't right for you is priceless, man. No, for sure. Like I, like obviously, yeah, I play sports, you know, high school, play sports in college, but like, you don't really know, like you, yeah, you work out in the weight room, but again, to actually sit down and figure out, oh, I could be a stripping addition coach. Like that's, that's a real thing. That's an actual job, you know? I don't think, just me personally, just this self-assessing myself. I don't think I would have had the the um, the foresight to actually like really sit down and break down, you know, what it takes to get into the field. Had it not been for my motivation of like a lot of times like strength coach talking about motivation, my motivation of I just know I can't do a desk job. I know I can't do that, so I gotta figure out something else to do. So no, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and in order to be able to do that, you got to be able to take steps back and dig and find and look at questions and find even deeper layers in the onion to be able to move on. So that fires me up for number two, bud. And that is, if Vincent Williams could ask one question and he knows he's going to get the answer to it, what could that question be and why? To me, that question would be, I would ask someone, where did I, where did I let them down that they haven't told me? Because I feel like that question can kind of unlock a lot of other things. Um, we always talk about relationship in this in this profession, building relationships with athletes, coaches. Like so, like, as not even just as an athlete, as anyone, you know, where did I, where did I fall short? Right, because one, the answer is going to be different for everybody, and then two, it's going to stem from a different motivation, right? And then from that, you can kind of get, you can kind of glean more into the person, as opposed to what you're kind of getting on the surface. If that makes sense. So it's like if I ask, you know, that our, our sport administrator, you know, where where did I let you down? Like they're dealing with me, you know, on a business relationship, you know, like you know colleague to colleague and I might be trying to get something done. They might be giving me a hard time. I don't know what the reason is, but they have something that they're holding on to. And you can tap into that thing, you know, now, you know, you um you open the doors to kind of help one, obviously mend that relationship, but two, but now you know how to deal with that person. You know, and then you can look at it on the flip side of someone you have a really good relationship with, right? And then you still ask them that same question, you know, where do I let you down? You know, you know, not, not saying 
I've never let my wife down, but I asked her, you know, where where was it that I let you down? We have a good relationship. You know, happy anniversary, babe. Love you. I'm sorry, anniversary today. Um, so yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, happy anniversary. I was I was actually here. Yeah, I forgot to we forgot to talk about it before. So she gets the shout out. She gets the outside direct shout out. Happy anniversary. Third anniversary. Third one. Third one anniversary. That's awesome, man. Happy anniversary. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So to ask her, you know, the same question, you know, where was it that I that I let you down that you haven't told me? You know, like you obviously we love each other, you know, some things, you know, we're not gonna always bring up everything, but now I learned how to we have a we already have a good relationship and that one thing she's holding on to now I can even enhance our relationship even more, you know, by my understanding, oh, I oh I let you down there, okay. You know, let me check myself. Now I know how to deal with you on an even better level. So that was that would be my response to that. First of all, that's awesome. Second of all, I think that even more so, again, like looking at this and peeling layers back on the onion, people get so it's cool to say that people are into this like self growth and all of those things. But like, if you're not willing to take like that, that's like harsh criticism. That's like, you know, like when your parents used to be like, no, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. You know, that's like, that's like in depth stuff. That's going to make you take a step back and really dig into like what you're doing. Sure. For sure. No, I no, a hundred percent like that. Like to me, like I'm a substance guy, you know, like I, I'd rather do, my dad always told me, you know, um, the analogy, you know, measure once, you know, measure once, it's better to measure once and cut once than to, you know, measure 10 times, whatever the analogy is, but like, like substance, like give me something to where, like you have all these other things that you could, yes, you could ask questions about, and yes, you know, you could talk about those things, but it's not really going to get at the heart of the problem. I mean, like, what is the true issue? That's not, people oftentimes don't really want to touch that. They kind of want to glean over it. Like, it's there, and we just, we just kind of want to leave it on the side. It's the elephant in the room, and we can, let's try to deal with these other things. But that's the thing that's always going to be there. So, you know, why not start there and then kind of build out? That's kind of how I'm going to do things. No doubt, man. I'm with you. But as a guy who's, spent time in the league and in the G and been at the top levels of basketball and now, you know, running around crazy throughout the season in the A-10. Eventually you need a chance to pump your brakes and come back to neutral. So what's Vincent's escape? My escape is, it's, it's two, but they're kind of, they're kind of similar again, at, the, at the core of what they are. I'm a big ocean guy, not even ocean, just body of water. And two, watching planes fly, like watching planes take off, like driving close to an airport and just watching planes take off and land. And to me, those those two, when I'm doing those two things, there's like complete, 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 like we talk about like, like just being like in a state where like you're not thinking about anything. Like you're just looking out at the ocean and just looking at the waves 
the immense amount of water, and like you just get completely captivated by that, right? And then with planes, and my thing is I like to like park, like I park like at the um, park nearby, and just watch planes take off. It's like, yo, how can this massive thing, right? Like massive, however many tons of plane weighs, you know, take off and land and fly with all these people and all these different things working, you know. And this is a lot of you kind of just like just kind of just zone out completely. You know? So that's those are my like we're talking about like really escaping. Obviously, you know, I have my family, you know, I have friends and things you like to do, but like me personally, like my escape is like where you completely just don't want to think about anything at all is find a body of water or find an airport and stop at the airport, stop at the park nearby to watch, just watch planes. That's rad, man. Like mine's similar. Like in, now that it's getting nice, like yeah. Sunday morning, sitting out back watching the sprinkler. It's like, just like, <laughs> it's almost like mindless, yeah. but it's so captivating that you're just like, yeah. Yeah. It just like you can like feel the tension go away. Yeah, yeah. I remember my first cruise. <laughs> she's my she's my fiance at the time. This is my fiance at the time. She's like, come on, let's go do this. Let's go do this. Let's go do this. Let's go do this. And I would just be happy just sitting on the deck, just <laughs> watching the boat. And I was just like, I could do it for like hours at a time. Like, you know, like just thinking about all the things you haven't seen, you know, like, like wow, like, like that alone, you know, yeah, you could go to the you know, casino or whatever. It's like, I just want to sit and just look, <laughs> you know, like, you spend all this money, like, you could do that when you get back. Like, man, I'm fine. Like, it's about escape. Like, that's what vacation is, you know, but it, it is, it's so captivating, you know, it's just, it's like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, especially like with the lives we've chosen to live, man. Like, yeah. oh, that sounds so like perfect right now. No, it's like legit. It's it was at like four o'clock. Like, sun doesn't go down until a little bit later now. I might like I like being in Rhode Island. They call it the Ocean State. Like, they're not lying. Sometimes you find a beach. Like, that sounds really good. Right? It's like travel to the beach. Well, Vincent, man, it's great to see you. I truly appreciate your time, man. This is great. Thank you so much. No problem. Appreciate you, Jay. Yeah, man. We'll be in touch real soon, buddy. Cheers. So always.